This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. That's a song fossilized from the Lebanese band Postcards. On August 4th, their world was torn apart when a large amount of ammonium nitrate stored at the Port of Beirut exploded, causing at least 181 deaths, 6,000 injuries, while leaving an estimated 300,000 people, including the band, homeless. It's not yet known what caused the substances to detonate. This comes in addition to ongoing protests in Lebanon over a government that protesters call corrupt. Protesters are demanding accountability amidst sectarian rule, staggering levels of unemployment, and loss of basic services like electricity, water, and garbage pickup. KEXP's Owen Murphy caught up with Postcard's lead singer and co-songwriter, Julia Sabra. She shared the band's take on what's been happening in their country and what they've been doing to take action. We are staying in Ainar right now, which is kind of in the suburbs of Beirut, the mountainous suburbs of Beirut. Um, after the explosion on August 4, the three band members and I, like the, the other two band members and I, all live um, around 600 meters from the port. So our houses got almost completely destroyed and we had to move back in with our parents. <laughs> and uh, Pascal, the drummer, who is also my boyfriend, uh, has suffered injuries. So we're staying here in his parents' house. He has an operation on Friday. And uh, yeah. What, what happened in, in which he suffered injuries and what, what are the injuries and how is he right now? He's he's okay, really. There's thankfully, like, thank God, there's nothing permanent. Um, it's just his right side has like breaks all over it. He has stitches on his eyes, his nose, um, small bones in his neck and his uh, ribs, and a, 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 a big part of his uh, of his tibia, like under the knee, and that's that's where he needs an operation. But other, like, he's he's really okay. Like, thank, that's the last thing he needs to do, and a part of his chin is also broken. <sighs> I, yeah, I, I'm very glad to hear he's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we were we were in the house together, and I was just I just happened to be standing in front of a wall, so nothing actually hit me. It was just all on him. Yeah. So debris hit him. We're not sure exactly. I can't remember details, but everything basically because it was the explosion was it, there was a huge like wave, so. Everything kind of blew inside the house. All the like the balcony doors, the windows, the the doors inside the house. They just all flew in, and uh, yeah, something must have hit him. He, he probably flew back and fell on the floor. <sighs> yeah. Wow. And, and Maru, Maruan, our our guitarist, it survived. He just he saw the explosion and just like ducked right before it came to his house. But everything around him got destroyed. Yeah. What does, Sorry, if that's too. Uh, <laughs> no, it's 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 an important conversation to have, and uh, incredible detail. Thanks for stepping up and sharing it. Um, what does the city look like right now? Honestly, I mean, now it's it's slightly better than it was before, but it's still it feels like a like a film set. Honestly, it feels it feels unreal. It's everything is destroyed even if you can't see it from the first moment if you look closely none of the buildings have windows or doors some houses you can just see right into them other houses are completely destroyed just down to rubble um the streets are now clean thankfully because because everyone in the country and the city came down to clean not that our government did anything and um yeah and everyone's just trying to pick up the pieces and 
it's it's pretty chaotic. Yeah. What is the main criticism uh, from the people uh, in regard to how the government has handled this both uh, before, during, and post the explosion? I think, I mean, before, it feels like the explosion is kind of proof that we were right all along since the revolution started in October or the, you know, since we started protesting it just felt like this is their the this biggest symbol of their corruption that just blew up in our faces and they kind of this we 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 were right but we get punished for it and then since then i mean honestly it's it's been embarrassing and 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 so um i mean it's it's enraging to just see them trying to avoid responsibility and blame each other and no one apologizing no one saying anything you know, human, doing anything humanitarian or even like trying to donate some of their fortunes, nothing. It's, it just feels like, it feels like nothing's going to change, honestly. How has this uh, impacted the music community there? I mean, the music community has been kind of on hold ever since, not just since the revolution, because we were all busy, pro, you know, protesting, but also since the pandemic hit it's just been horrible there haven't been any concerts anything you know working musicians have had to kind of stop and uh, there's not much to do even us like we were on tour our tour got cancelled midway we had to come back so there's really I mean musicians already were were in such a horrible position and now it's just even worse because a lot of them have had their houses destroyed their their gear destroyed their there's there hasn't been income for, for the last like few months and it just it feels like even more of a dead end for everyone yeah how can people help um raise funds for those musicians affected by the explosion so uh the great thing about that is that i mean lebanese people immediately just were so used to this happening that everyone just rises to help and i don't know if that's a healthy thing or not but so Fadi Tabal who is our producer and whose studio we record in and we also we Marwan and I work there as as engineers and I'm I'm the manager of the studio so he decided just organically he was calling on musicians and checking on them and he saw that a lot of them had had have had their gear destroyed so he decided to start this fund somehow and um we started. He started this thing called the Beirut Musicians Fund, where right now we're mostly focusing on gear and just so they can help producers and studio owners and musicians get back on their feet for now. But uh, he's also coordinating with other NGOs that are helping, that are going to help musicians whose houses were really damaged by the blast or cars or anything. And uh, as postcards, we're also, I mean, we're also, we're part tune for part postcards, but we've also had our label in Germany has been really, really worried and they set up a fund as well. So th like they set up a link uh, on betterplace.org, which is similar to GoFundMe, it's just based in Germany, where people can donate and the money will go to the Beirut Musicians Fund. Um, but using, you know, we're, we're there because a lot of people in Germany know who postcards are and they kind of relate us to Beirut. So uh, yeah, so there's a bunch of links from different or people and organizations that are all going to the Beirut Musicians Fund and um, Fadi and uh, like the team at TuneFork is going to help distribute everything and we're just trying to do a, a small part you know in this whole thing what else do people need to know about um, like what do you want the world to know right now about the country I just I don't want them to forget this um, I know it's hard because there are so many like headlines and I know in the US like things are crazy with the elections but what happened is so 
is so absurd and unreal. And even for us, like I keep trying to, I remind myself not to normalize it, not to think, okay, this is just another bump in the road because we're so used to reaching new lows and we just don't want the international community to forget us. We want them to help us pressure our government. We want, like, we want to to restart in in a better way, not to just have this cycle repeat and then another 10 years we have something similar. So that's what I would say. Last question. Is there a postcard song you think that we should play as we say goodbye uh, that is the most uh, the most Lebanese? Um, I think it's, I mean, I would say the closest thing is, is Flying Saucers. It's from our, not this album, the one before, because this is literally, it was a song about I mean, this just goes to show you how how much we've we've been through here. It was about a, an explosion that happened in like the summer of 2016, and it was a Sunday night, and you know, no one got killed. It was sort of like a symbolic thing towards a bank that I forgot what it was. I can't even remember details, and it's just that feeling of singing about you know how we panic for five minutes and then life goes on, and how do we go back to normal with this happening constantly in our background? And I think. This is like this song is symbolic of the pre-August four, but right now we can't go back to like keeping it in the background. So yeah. Every time I talk to you guys, I'm just blown away. You, you're such cool folks. Thanks, <laughs> honestly, you guys are amazing. Julia from Postcards, thank you for taking time for KXP. Thanks for having me again, and thank you for supporting us and Beirut and everyone. If you'd like to help artists affected by the Beirut explosion, you can donate to the Beirut Musicians Fund through the studio Julia Sabra works at at tuneforksstudios.com slash donate. Every Sunday night's the same The day we can shake off And as we hoped for some exciting change We heard the
chat with Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you have the means, please consider giving a one-time $20 donation at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks so much for listening.